Namaste, it's Sahara Rose, and welcome back to the Highest Self Podcast, a place to discuss what makes you your soul's highest evolvement. Have you ever had a dream that you saw a certain animal and you woke up and you thought, what did that animal mean? Or maybe you were making a really important decision in your life and all of a sudden a bird flew by or you saw a butterfly or you saw an image of a panther or whatever else. For so many of us, we've had experiences where animals have shown up either in dream realm or the physical realm to really bring us spiritual messages. And these animals symbolize various energetic medicines. So for example, the butterfly symbolizing transformation or the leopard symbolizing being your unique self, the dolphin symbolizing play. And we each actually have our own set of core power animals. And these are our animal totems that really stay with us throughout our lives. And then we have different animals that come into our lives to deliver us different messages for example, like spirit guides, you may have a spirit guide for a particular part of your journey. So if it's your first time listening, you may not know this, but for me, dolphins have been such a huge guide and messenger for me. I actually was privileged enough to see a dolphin this weekend. I always have found my place to live by the beach. And anytime I'm out in the water, I'm always praying and summoning dolphins. Sometimes I go out with sound bowls to actually call them in. I'm I'm quite obsessed. And it's not just like a scientific obsession, but it's this deep soul recognition that I have of my ancient past lives in Lemuria and being connected to the dolphin realm. And so many of us have different connections. Maybe you're really deeply connected to horses that you just visualize yourself out on these wild horses and a ranch and just being around horse energy makes you feel whole. Or maybe for you, it is the panther or the zebra or the giraffe or the lion. There's so many beautiful animals. Some of my best experiences of my life have been going on safari or going snorkeling. Just being in the presence of animals is such a healing experience. It's really, to me, like why we're here to be in awe of nature. And every single time I I was recently snorkeling and just to see all the colors of the fish. And I'm like, wow, like God designed these, like this is beyond what any fashion designer could do. These stripes, these colors, it's just a whole new world and seeing these animals and how unique they are and, and how they have have been built exactly for their highest survival and thriving. It's just so fascinating to me. So I'm assuming you're here on this episode because you love animals just as much as I do. And I'm really excited to sit down with animal power author, Alison Charles, to discuss all sorts of animals and what their energy medicines are. So we really dive into the shamanic realms of what does the power animal really mean? What does it mean if we're seeing various animals? And we actually go into many different animals in this conversation from the butterfly, the hummingbird, leopard, dolphin, tiger. This is actually the year of the tiger in Chinese 
astrology. So we really dive into what does the year of the tiger signify? And, and she channels a message for us from the tiger medicine. We dive into the peacock and actually in her book, I share my story with a peacock and how that was a massive symbol to me of when I was ready to leave India and continue on my journey. We speak about the pig, the owl, the shark, the leech, the bat, and so much more. So if you are an animal lover or you've just seen them show up in your meditations or journeys, you are going to love this episode. So without further ado, let's welcome Allison Charles to the Highest Self Podcast. And before we get started, if you are interested in actually having a career, helping others with their spiritual growth, aligning with their soul's purpose, incorporating tools like breath work and meditation to help people become their most abundant selves. Well, if you are interested in this opportunity, then I invite you to join me and Dharma Coaching Institute. This is my accredited school where you will become trained in just six months to become a certified spiritual life coach, as well as a soul purpose coach. We teach you everything everything you need to know from how to coach to how to sign clients and many, many different Dharma frameworks that you can use, such as the Dharma discovery method and archetypes and so much more. So you'll actually know step-by-step step what to coach people on, what practices to use, what frameworks for them to have the most incredible transformations. And we spend the last two months of the program teaching you everything you need to know on the business front. So if you're interested in learning more, head over to Dharma coachinginstitute.com. That's D-H-A-R-M-A, coachinginstitute.com. And you'll be able to learn more information and join our waitlist for when doors open back up this March. I am so excited to invite you inside. We've had such incredible success stories from our now two rounds of over 800 coaches that have trained with us. And I'm so excited to welcome you in. Again, head over to dharmacoachinginstitute.com to join the waitlist and learn more. Welcome, Allison, to the Highest Self Podcast. It's so great to have you here. Thank you. It's been a while. It's nice to be back. And oh, yeah, just settling into these energies and grateful to be here. And I'd love to invite everyone who's joining us to just enter into this co-creative space that you and I are already in inviting your listeners in to join us. And in my connection prayers before we arrived here today, sacred tobacco and sweet grass and some cedar all came in to communicate to me. And we're asking to be a part of this beautiful voyage that we're going to take together. So I'd like to start there with the invitation, if this resonates with your soul just call all divine power and parts back to your being now, allowing those divine power and parts to arrive back home into your cells, your blood, your being, your bones. Just noticing if you can feel that process happening. And as you return more home to yourself and the truth of who you are, I'm going to send sacred smoke from tobacco. And again, if it resonates, I invite you to open your heart fully to receive this medicine of the tobacco now. Tuning to this beautiful, potent medicine. Just noticing as it arrives into your heart center. 
What are you aware of? Can you maybe even smell the scent? And we thank sacred tobacco for being such a supportive medicine and also using it to give great thanks to Mother Earth and Great Spirit. And just continue to allow the medicine of this sacred scent to be with you the entire conversation, this entire voyage. And if you can, let your heart expand and cleanse and clear more and more and more as this journey proceeds. And I'm going to add to the tobacco now a prayer for relationships and friendships and sisterhood and healing, adding the sweet grass to the charcoal now, just tuning in to any sisters or any friends that you want to send a prayer to, some love to, forgiveness to, anything that comes to mind, sending that prayer with the sweet grass now. And I'm going to save the cedar. It wants to wait until we're at a different part in the voyage. And when we get to that place, once we've really all dropped in even more to this unified field that we've now established, and our heart is even more open and expanded, then we can use the cedar to send up our prayers for the world, for humanity, for the animals, whatever we intuit. But it feels good to be at home with these sacred medicines and scents and with you, Sahara, and with all of your beautiful community now. Thank you for being with me and opening the conversation in this way. Mm. Thank you for that beautiful opening. Mm. And I'd love to ask you, what makes you your highest self? (sighs) You know, it's a truth that I just arrived to over and over and over again, what connects me to my highest self is my devotion to the divine. It's, it's truly living in devotion to those instructions and guidances and messages that I am so generously given from Great Mother Earth and from the center point of Source Consciousness, Great Spirit, And when I live there, when I'm in that clear vertical line of pure divinity, that pure divine channel, that's when I am most me and most at home and most my highest self for sure. Mm, Beautiful. So you have a new book out, Animal Power. And so many listeners, when I asked, they are so curious. They've had animals pop up in meditations, or maybe they were going through a rough patch and they saw a hummingbird or a vision of a leopard or some sort of animal. I I recently saw this beautiful video on TikTok and it was this girl out in the ocean with her friends and they were, I believe, scattering her mother's ashes. And this turtle just came right up to her and just stayed next to her. And it was just such a beautiful reminder of how even our loved ones can incarnate as animals for a period of time to deliver these messages. So why connect with animals? Why now? 
Oh my goodness. The reasons and answers are truly so infinite. I mean, they have been, as you're well aware, you know, some of many of my main guides since my divine intervention and spiritual awakening moment. And looking back, I don't know how I could have gotten through that most tumultuous, discombobulating yet miraculous time in my life had the guides of Black Jaguar and bear and deer and frog, they all entered in in different ways to help me. And all of these animals have different medicinal attributes. They all embody different wisdom teachings. And when they came in, the bear taught me how to let go and learn what surrender is and learn how to release into the support of the unseen realms because that was new for me and that was really what I needed to do at that time. The frog came in to help me clear the toxicity of that previous relationship, you know, and release it with honor. But that relationship that caused my awakening had a lot of dysfunction and a lot of pain and a lot of suffering in it. And the frog clears the emotional waters. And the other really main medicine that frog taught me is taking leaps forward. The frog never goes backward. And that was the cycle I had to break in that relationship because it spanned almost two decades. And he and I just continued to go into that cycle of insanity of trying it again and again. You know, the definition of insanity, doing the same thing over and over again, expecting a different result. And the frog helped me to break that cycle. And then the black jaguar being my core power animal, it's all about spiritual reclamation. That's been at the core of my whole path is exactly that, allowing myself to remember my calling, remember my mission. So I'm giving some personal examples of the really massive ways in which these animal allies and guides can completely transform our lives for the better if we just invite them in or open our conscious awareness field when they're presenting to learn how to talk with them and work with them. It, they're, it's it's mind-blowing. Mm, so beautiful. And do you think our favorite animals are our power animals or sometimes it's actually not our favorite animal? It's the latter. And I laugh still to this day of all those years ago when shark came in for you, you know, and originally you had like, you're like, ew, no, yuck. I don't like sharks. I like dolphins. I'm like, I like dolphins too. But I, then I remember as the years went on, you softened in to the reverence and the respect of the shark. And I, I don't remember verbatim, but I remember some texts coming in like two or three years after that. You're like, you know what? I think I'm kind of liking the shark now. And so, so yeah, it's a beautiful thing to examine and in fact, lean into. And when there are those creatures, those beings where we do hit up against some resistance, it's like, you know, where is that resistance coming from? And I always think of the leech with this because I always had in my mind that leeches are these like slimy, scary, creepy creatures that I just really didn't want to have much to do with. But there was a time in my life when I was living in Brooklyn where there was this loud and clear call for me to go get leech therapy. And I thought, oh my God, you've got to be kidding me. But there was this world-renowned Austrian leech therapist who was based in Brooklyn. And I just knew that, you know, when you listen to that deep part of your belly, when you know you need to do something that maybe you don't want to do, 
but I did it. And I will never forget that experience because I went in palm sweaty, kind of freaking out. And it's, I actually recorded it. It lives somewhere on YouTube to this day for anyone that wants to witness me doing this for the first time, but to sit with this leech therapist and learn about these creatures and then to watch him place them above my liver for detoxification and for over an hour witness the biodynamics of these creatures working so sacrificially and generously to detoxify my body and to secrete their healing enzymes into me. I was crying at different points and that is so representative of the alchemical process of going totally from shifting from fear to love And I love leeches so much to this day. And so, yeah, if an animal comes in that maybe historically you have been turned off by or notice you, you're, you're scrunching your nose to, I really recommend taking a pause and maybe sitting in meditation and asking that animal to come in and starting the dialogue. And as we're talking, what's coming to me, it's no different than doing shadow work, right? You know, at first we feel these resistance to facing these like scarier textures to ourselves or these behaviors that maybe we secretly hold shame around and they're tucked back there in the corner. But then when we invite them in front of our face and actually start to talk to them and learn about them and ask them what's behind the shadow behavior, all of a sudden it transforms into this medicinal, unconditional loving experience that gets ourselves more integrated into wholeness within our own being. And doing that work with the animals is is the same kind of work. Mm, So do you think maybe going into what animals do you carry the most fear around? And those could be some of your core power animals. I love the idea of that actually. And, and no one's ever brought that up. And for some reason, the spider, as we're talking about this topic of the conversation, big, big spiders keep coming into the field and oh my goodness. I mean, they're the weavers of magic and they're the only beings on this entire planet that create webs. I mean, just that one factoid alone just astounds me about the spider. So yeah, I I would absolutely invite in. In fact, for that guided shamanic journey that I have that lives on my website for the people that get Animal Power Book, you can set your own intention before that journey. And for those that this is resonating with, I would invite them to set an intention to call forward the animal that they've had some fear or resistance around and meet that animal and talk with it in the journey. That would be really, really powerful. Mm, Yeah. I think a big one is snake. You know, Mm -hmm. we have been taught like, oh, someone's a snake. They're a bad person. And the Bible snakes are evil, but there's such a huge divine feminine reclamation happening right now of the snake, like the snake dancer and the Kundalini energy and that serpentine like movement. So Mm -hmm. I feel for a lot of us, that's a really powerful one. The bat, I think a lot of us hold a lot of negative resistance around the bat because of the past, you know, COVID and diseases are all come from a bat or so we're told. So I think bats are a big one that we have resistance around. And then I see a lot of people, I often hear people's power animals are the lion or something that they desire to be more like. So do you think that we also have maybe muse animals that remind us of what energies we want to step into? Absolutely. And just to touch on what you're sharing, you know, just inviting people in 
with the snake, the information that was entering is the shedding of the old skin, right? It's a powerful transmutation process. And then the bat, I can personally attest the bat has been a main power animal guide for me. And it is perhaps the most, if not one of the top three most potent totems in terms of rebirth. So if a bat is entering into your field, just know that you're entering into a time where you may be taken into those bat caves where you've got to face your darkest fears and it can feel really intimidating and scary. But I promise you, like the bat will teach you how to learn how to see and fly in the dark and to find your your true power and you will come out the other side a completely transformed being. So yeah, there's definitely the positive sides to those beings that you brought in. And then what was the other part of the question? Our, oh, our the medicinal. Animals. Yeah, yeah. The muse animals. That That's a huge part of what working with power animals is all about. And a big part of why I wanted to co-create animal power book with the animal guides is to learn what each one represents so that you can learn how to call upon them to help activate particular medicines within you. You know, for some reason, I always think of if you're going into a business meeting to call upon the rhinoceros, you know, to just be anchored in to your truth and your power. And if you need to hold the line and stay the course, because you know that maybe some people on the board might want to change your mind or whatever, you know, the rhinoceros will just like hold you down into the truth of what you know you need to speak on. And so absolutely learning what each one embodies depending upon the life scenario, maybe a, a challenging conversation with a loved one, you might want to call upon deer medicine to get you really heart-centered so that you know you're speaking from the heart so that the message you're sharing is more easily able to be received. I mean, the examples are, you know, are really endless. Mm, and what do you think about the butterfly? I feel like that is a power animal for many people. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely signifies a time of transformation and, and a big pivoting in life. I mean, when we think about how the, and, and I'm glad you're bringing this one up because yes, I think it is front and center for this time on earth and these processes that humanity is going through. It is really important to take a moment and tune into what cycle of life, what stage of life am I currently in? in? Am I in a cocooning phase where, you know, before it, it turns into the butterfly, it's just like this goo, right? You're in this uh, chrysalis process of dying off of false aspects and old aspects and turning into the void and turning into the goose so that the truer you can get the wings and be born. And also if you're in that cycle of life, it might be wiser for you if possible to rest more, to not be taking action steps toward goals. It might be a wiser time to just land and be and learn and feel and hear the whispers of the wind and pause those sacred pauses. When I look back in my life, are some of the most powerful, if not the most powerful times of my life. It wasn't when I was out there doing things and charging forward with things. It was when I was stopping and learning and reconnecting to my humility. And so are you in that larva gooey chrysalis phase or 
are you being asked by your own soul or by divine to freaking flap those bright, colorful wings, those new wings that you found and send your medicine out in the world and sprinkle it around and be a medicine carrier. So yeah, it's a strong animal for this time for sure. Mm. Last year I bought Monarch caterpillars. I don't know if you remember, and I got a little cage and, or it was like a mesh little cloth thing. And I was able to witness the process of them turning into their cocoon and then emerging out and then becoming butterflies. And then I took them to this place called butterfly world that has like 10,000 plus butterflies and set them free there. And it was just such a beautiful experience to witness. And it's also really helpful to restore the monarch population. So if you are somewhere that monarchs live or it's a good season for them, that's a fun little just like childhood, like project that we get to do to witness life again. Yeah. I do remember that you did that and, and acts like that, they might seem small or light or maybe even insignificant, but to be witness and to be a co-creator of the process of life and to just connect in that level of reverence to the animal allies whether you're consciously aware of it or not, there's something on a really deep cellular level that's happening inside of you by just being in that medicine field of watching that transformation. Yeah. I ordered the caterpillars right before my grandfather died. And then by the time that they were butterflies, he had passed away. So I set them free in honor of his soul. So it's almost like I was guided to be a witness to that process to remember the renewal that is also his life. Oh my Lord. Wow. That is, yeah, I feel the potency of that. And it's bringing to mind too the day that I found out that the artist for Animal Power Book, William Santiago, the day that I found out that he had transitioned to the other realms and died It was such unexpected news, you know, only 30 years old. And I went outside on the balcony to just honor him and speak prayers. And within, I think, less than five seconds of me stepping out on the balcony, this massive hawk flew just over my head. And I knew, I mean, I got a full medicine blast, body filled with chills, and I knew it was him as the messenger. And so I've been able to try to do the best I can to carry his legacy forth, not just from having all of his works of art in the book, but we created this limited edition Hawk poster of the Hawk that he illustrated and drew. And now it has the message at the bottom of how he came to me in the Hawk form. And it's so beautiful to see how the animals and humans all come together. There's a story in the book of the tiger. Uh, there's a Kichwa elder that tells of how their community, they shapeshift in and out of being tigers. It's pretty amazing. Mm, so do you feel that maybe the animals that come forth in a plant medicine journey are are power animals or more so those animals just have messages for specific periods of time? Yeah. I mean, I think it can be both. I think a huge part of shamanism and especially when entering into shamanic ceremonies or shamanic journeys is setting that intention, right? So if this is work that is really speaking to you and you know that you're going to sit in a ceremony, I mean, you can also set more than one intention. So you could set the intention of, I really would love to connect with my core power animal in this, in this ceremony or calling forward power animal that most wants to support or empower you at that time. But 
usually when they come to you, you have the opportunity to ask that animal questions, to receive medicine from it. So oftentimes, if they're presenting in that way, I would say that they're more so a supporter ally than your core animal, unless you've set the intention to meet your core animal, or you already know what your core animal is. And if you've already done that work, you typically get visited by it a lot, and it would probably come in in a plant medicine journey. Mm. Do you feel like maybe knowing what environments and habitats are just feel at home for you could maybe guide you towards your animals. Like some people love the desert. So maybe they have the scorpion or the rattlesnake, some people like the tropics, some people underwater. Do you think that that is a a pathway or no, because it's more just about the specific medicine of the animal? I don't think it adheres, you know, fully to that, but it can in certain situations. I mean, in reflecting, I'm totally a jungle creature and black jaguar. I mean, every time I picture the jaguar in my mind, it's, you know, in the midnight jungle, you know, it's totally dark and it's just walking methodically and purposely and with total presence and awe in the, in the middle of the jungle. And for you, I know you're such, I mean, you live in Miami, literally on the ocean, on the beach, and you're such a water creature and you love your dolphins. And, and so, yeah, I think sometimes it can apply that way for sure. Mm, What about the hummingbird? I feel that is a huge resonant animal for a lot of people. Yeah, the hummingbird. I'm going to get the book out in a second because it's speaking to me and I have it right here. But there, there is a really prophecy-filled medicine with the hummingbird. And I do feel it connects deeply to this time. I think a lot of rainbow energy when I think of the hummingbird and rainbow people and rainbow medicine activations and rainbow babies being born. So that that definitely connects into the hummingbird, but I want to open to it because there's something in the book that wants to be spoken. I feel like hummingbirds too are such a hybrid. It's like they're a bird and an insect at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. They're really special creatures. There's definitely no other being on this planet like the hummingbird. So let's see, I have it open here. And for those watching, um, I know most people are just listening, but for those who are watching the video, I'll just put the art up here on the page so you can get that transmission. Um, Cause I was very purposeful in terms of the artists that I wanted to work with. And that's how I knew I wanted to work with William because I could feel he could really have these animals be in true embodiment of the medicine. So each page that you open up to all 100 animals have a full vibrant colored work of art of who they are. So you get a big blast that way. So some of the keyword attributes of hummingbird, joy, sweetness of life, love, awe, flowers, infinity, and rainbow. So when to work with the hummingbird, when you want to awaken more joy, be present to life's miracles, when you want to release feelings of bitterness or resentment, that could be a really powerful medicine for a lot of people right now. There's so much tumultuous energy on the planet, calling in hummingbird to help you release bitterness and resentment. That speaks deeply to me when you want to have a happy home. So this would be a good power animal to call in. If you want to have an energetic shift in your home space, or if you've been renovating like Luke and I, actually, I'm glad we're talking about this because maybe when we're done with this interview, I'll sit with the hummingbird. And if it 
wants to, maybe I'll, I'll ask it to come in to be a main guide for our new home space that we hopefully will be moving into at some point soon. And I love this one too. Work with Hummingbird when you need to be reminded that you live in a world of infinite possibilities. And if I can, I feel like there's a couple of its messages. So with each animal, there's also energy medicine messages in the book. Typically there's like anywhere from six to eight. And I feel like at least one of these wants to be spoken. So let me just tune in here. Ah, so speaking of how hummingbird is this unique creature and there's no other one like it, hummingbird says, I remind you of your true nature and the realms of infinite possibilities as my wings beat extremely fast in a figure eight pattern, the sign of infinity. So tuning in to that medicine now, if you'd like to, you can even take a second to kind of close your eyes and visualize that hummingbird going up to a flower, dipping into the nectar, the sweetness, the miracle of life, tuning into the beauty that truly does surround us at all times. And as it's dipping into the beauty and miracle of life, watching its wings moving in that figure eight and letting yourself receive that truth of your infinite nature Letting yourself receive the remembrance that you live in a world of infinite possibilities and that you never have to be stuck, that you can shift or change something right here, right now, if you want to, and allow the medicine of the hummingbird to support you in that process. That was a nice dip in. Thanks for calling hummingbird in. Yeah, mm. she's delightful. So, such a cool creature. Mm. We'll take a quick break so I can give a shout out to our sponsors. So if you're anything like me, you have trouble sometimes easing into your evening routine because you can be so wired with work. And this is why I love Rasa. So they are adaptogen herbal blends for every mood that you desire. I love their Calm, which has creamy notes of dates and vanilla with a hint of cacao, as well as their spicy rose cacao, which really tastes like a hot chocolate with some ginger and rose, as well as their super happy sunshine, which actually supports serotonin and dopamine production in your brain. So if you've been wanting to get more ashwagandha, mycelium, rhodiola, reishi, shatavari, hishibu, and all the good stuff into your nutrition without taking tons of supplements, then Rasa is for you. They even have a quiz on their website to find the perfect one for you. So you can get 20% off your first purchase with code Sahara at wearerasa.com. Again, that's promo code Sahara for 20% off at wearerasa.com. And that link is in the show notes. I am all about optimizing my sleep and household products, and there are two things I look for in a comforter, comfort and sustainability. That's why I was stoked to find Buffy, which is the softest and fluffiest comforter I have ever tried. So the average comforter harms 12 geese, whereas Buffy's is cruelty-free. It keeps you at the perfect temperature, so you feel cozy without overheating, and it's made with ultra-breathable eucalyptus fabric, which is softer than cotton and naturally soothes the skin. So eucalyptus uses 10 times less water than cotton to grow, and its fiber is produced using recyclable, earth-friendly solvents. It's hypoallergenic, plus its high thread count shuts out dust, mold, and mites for a healthier sleep environment. The inside fill of each comforter is made out of 100% recycled water bottles that are transformed and given a second life as a super fluffy comforter. I mean, like, why not? Water bottles deserve a second chance. 
So if you're interested in giving it a try, Buffy offers a free trial of your own comforter. And if you don't love it, you can return it at no cost. Head over to Buffy.co. Again, that's B-U-F-F-Y.co and use coupon code Sahara for $20 off. You can find that link in the show notes. I also, of course, want to talk about dolphins because (laughs) I feel like like when I'm sad or going through something, I'll literally think about dolphins. Like that is the Instagrams I follow the things every day. I'm like, please dolphin appear. And it's interesting. Cause I'm like, maybe in a past life, I was a dolphin. Maybe I was in Lemuria and it was a dolphin guide. So what do you tune into with the dolphin energy? I mean, I just, I think of just incredible high intelligence and joy. I mean, you yourself, I know whether it was in Miami or one of your trips, like you've had time with the dolphins, right? Didn't you Mm -hmm. go on some, some boat Mm -hmm. cruises specifically? So before I tune in again, I'm curious to hear from you, like, is it their movement? Is it the way that they swim? Is it their jump? Is it just their essence? What is it about them to you that opens up that, that joy and relief energy? Like when I think about their faces, I just want to smile. It's almost like when you think about your pet's face and you're like, I love their faces so much. I want to hug them. Something about their shape and their little flappy wings. And I love just imagining them playing, like going through the waves. And I remember seeing them once with the little jellyfish, the those round jellyfish on their noses and they were like passing it along playing wow. a game. So I think they're, yeah, they're, they're playful, they're expressive, they're adventurous. And they also feel so human. Like what I remember seeing one that was in a, in a pool in Hawaii and I was just telepathically communicating and I could feel its sadness being mm. there. And I mean, there are a lot of theories that we once were, you know, dolphins or aquatic mammals who've come now onto the land. So Mm -hmm. it's just that maybe that soul recognition of we once were the same and now we're just Mm -hmm. in different forms on different parts of the Mm -hmm. land. I love that. And for some reason, what's coming to mind, have you heard the stories of like the birthing dolphins that help women give birth? And I don't think they do it as much anymore. I kind of wish they did because if they did, I might want to do that. But back in the day, I mean, dolphins, there was a certain location on earth where, I mean, it was a dolphin birthing center and they delivered thousands and thousands of babies and the dolphin would come over and support the mom and the birthing process. I mean, I can't think of any other animals that would have the capacity or that type of intelligence to do that, to tune in. It's mm-hmm. It's incredible. Yeah. They can tell when a woman is pregnant and also their sonar, like the way that they speak with each other, just those vibrations in the water are extremely healing. So that child is being born into essentially a sound bath experience. Yeah. I've heard from some of the women that gave birth in that way. They, some of them said not all, but some of them said it was completely pain-free birth. Wow. Can you imagine being born that way? Like that's how you incarnate on earth is with like a dolphin midwife and you just like get lifted up out of the ocean waters and like that's your entry point. That would be, I think that center actually was in Hawaii. I mean, maybe it still exists like undercover, but they had to shoot it down. And whales also, I just went whale watching in the Dominican Republic where like 80% of the humpback whales are born in this one specific bay in the DR. And then every year they, they swim like up to 
Iceland and Siberia and like all throughout Europe. And they come back every single year to the exact location Mm. that they were born. And scientists don't totally know how it's something with the electromagnetic frequencies and how they're able Mm. to just remember. But it's so interesting because we are on a water planet, like 70% of this planet is water. So there is a whole other reality happening on this planet. that's actually bigger than our realities that I was thinking maybe these whales are coming human watching because they were coming right up to us, looking at us really curious that just like we are whale watching, they are human watching. Totally. And just recently, I've really been tuning into water in general in a different way and just gaining this understanding. For me, it feels like an understanding. For someone else, it might feel like a possibility that water is truly just, it's like a, it's an alien entity. I mean, when you think of its capabilities and how with the, some of those water scientists, you know, we've seen some of those studies where they show the, how the structure changes when Reiki energy is sent to the water or the difference in the spring water versus the city water and how it can morph. I mean, they have pictures of where the water sample was set next to like a gorilla and the water takes the shape of the same picture of that gorilla. And so when you just start to tune in that way that it's truly this alien-like living source of intelligence that, yeah, we're mostly comprised of, that the planet we live on is mostly comprised of, you start to attune to it in in a different way. And it seemed like there was something else that was wanting to come in either with the whale or something else you were talking about just then with the water. Oh, it made me think of the sea turtles, how when Luke proposed to me in Mexico, he was really intentional and involved like two hour old baby sea turtles that had just come out of their egg. And they also do the same thing. They know at a certain age, I think it's like 20 or 25 years later, they come back somehow after scouring the planet and being in the ocean waters, 20 or 25 years later, those same sea turtles come back to the exact same point on the beach. It is so amazing. I was also swimming with turtles and and I also swam with sharks too. My first time actually swimming with sharks this um, January, but with the turtle, it was such beautiful medicine to witness how slow it moves. It's like paddles, but how far it was going. Mm. And it was just such a reminder. Like, you know, we see these little blowfish, they're going so fast. They're just trying to stay afloat. And like the turtle, it's going so far with such ease, with such grace. It's so Mm non-reactive. Unlike, you know, other animals that are just trying to survive. It's like, I see that you're here and I'm going to keep going in my direction with peace and grace and deliverance. And it was just, I just followed it for 20 minutes and I'm like, wow, it, it's not afraid of me, but it's also very aware of its surroundings in this like real, it's like nervous system is so healed and so balanced. It was beautiful. Yeah, medicine. it's it's totally unified with that field of oneness. Mm-hmm. It's in a total state of non-resistance. It's just in complete divine acceptance of all that is of totality. Yet again, just like your butterfly story, it's a perfect example of the transmission and how generous these animal teachers are of these transmissions and blasts and awarenesses we can receive simply just by observing, mm-hmm. you know, let alone going into a journey and actually talking with the animal just by watching it can change our lives. It can help us 
get into a different embodiment within our own being. Mm, Absolutely. I want to talk about the leopard because I also feel like we are and have been in a big leopard renaissance, leopard print, like leopard. It's just such a, I think I have it right here. Yes. uh, And I, I love leopards, like rainbow leopard. That is like one of my (laughs) rainbow animals. So can you share with us a little bit about this leopard medicine coming through? Yeah. I mean, the first thing I'll just tune in organically and then I'll go to the book. But as you were speaking, the main medicine that was coming in is like owning your unique spots, you know, really more than ever before. I just feel like there's this call for us to find, somehow tap into whatever it is we need, whether it's courage or vulnerability or transmutation or whatever the thing is that we might need to do to get out of our own way to truly click into and get into alignment with our true soul's calling and true soul's mission. And leopard, you know, every single leopard has unique spots. There are no two leopards with the same patterns or markings. And so that was the first thing that came in, but let me tune in. So yeah, it's one of my favorite pieces of art in the book, to be honest. It's actually the cover of the Animal Power card deck that'll be out in August. It's uh, pretty stunning. So leopard attributes, embracing your uniqueness, knowing your power. And again, same kind of thing. That, That phrase resonates just as much this time of sovereignty, right? Of committing and devoting to inner work and inner processes to be able to trust and hear our intuition and be tapped into our unique sovereignty and power, activating confidence. So this would be a good example of if you're entering into a life scenario or situation where you know you you need a dose of uh, confidence help, leopard would be a perfect power animal to call in for that. Leadership, independence, intelligence, and persistence. Again, similar to the hummingbird, I feel like one of the messages wants to be spoken. So let me just tune in here. Ooh, this is a good one. I represent leadership without ego. Guide and empower others from your heart space and soul wisdom, knowing we are all mirrors and teachers for one another. Oh, man, I know for me, like returning, and I have to watch it and I have to catch myself, but on this shamanic path, returning to humility over and over again has been a really important thing for my path. And I feel like there's one more. Independence, intelligence, and persistence are three medicine traits I empower in you. I remind you to stand for yourself and be proud of who you are, but to do it with a regal, humble nature and grace. And that's such a dance, right? I mean, when I think of like shamanic healing arts, how we can view walking the spiritual path as an art form. I think of this statement because being able to do that, that statement of standing for yourself and being proud of who you are, but somehow figuring out how to do that with the humble nature and grace is such a dance and such a fine art, but leopard can help you do that. So beautiful. Yeah. All of these cats, they are equal parts fierce as they are graceful and they're able to be, again, it's so deliberate. It's like, that is the prey and like waiting for it and the timing of it. And then being impatient 
impeccable with your action. And it's just such a great reminder for us again, in this like rat race that we can be in while the rat has its own medicine, just to, I feel like these larger cats are so evolved and, and also it's the sadness of them being so, so rare, you know, and it's so hard to actually find these out in the, in the wild and the ones that do exist. They're so, I have heard that because of epigenetics, they know that humans are dangerous. So even if they've never had an interaction Mm. with humans, because like their mother and grandmother and grandmother have been killed by humans, they just know to really keep their distance. So it's Mm. that like, yeah, I, I feel like these cats, they're such a muse for us and we've abused them in, in such a way that they're like, you need to honor us to come back into harmony where we can be living, coexisting in this realm in a way that we also feel free. Yeah. Well, you're bringing this up at the perfect time as we have entered into the year of the tiger, another one of our dear big cats. And it was so interesting. I was on another friend's podcast, I don't know, I guess a couple months ago. And um, she was asking before we wrap the interview, she's like, you know, you don't have to do this, but if there's an animal that's, you know, coming in to talk or wants to present, you know, I'd love if you would tune in. Oh, she was asking for an animal for 2022. And when I tuned in, the tiger came in front and center. And for some reason, I was a little surprised, but I was like, oh, it's tiger medicine. And I shared whatever message the tiger had that day. And again, this was a couple months back and I didn't even realize that we were about to enter into the year of the tiger. And what really tripped me out is when I did figure that out, when the Lunar New Year was upon us, I went to the tiger entry in my book and literally at the bottom, it says year of the tiger. And when I wrote this, I mean, I started writing this like four years ago, I would have had no idea that this would officially, this book would be born in the year of the tiger. And especially it was, as you know, supposed to be out in October of 2021, but it had to be pushed for divine reasons and global shipping reasons. So yeah, we are in a big cat year, year of the tiger. One of the things that I love the most about it, and it's shared in that entry underneath that headline in the book of year of the tiger, it says, in a year of the tiger, people set in motion projects, visions, or goals that may not be completed for many years or even generations. The tiger represents setting strong foundations and being a kind philosopher who is not overwhelmed by the conditions of the moment, but mindful of generations yet to come. And I don't know about you, but like that statement for me just feels so powerful for these times of like, just again, really attuning to what our mission is and our calling is and trusting in the ripple effect of how you doing the work to arrive there will be of service for generations to come. It's not about seeing how your medicine might be impactful tomorrow or even this lifetime. It's trusting that as a medicine person, it will continue for infinity. So Tiger, it's like, I don't know, even talking about it right now, I feel it in my heart center and the center line of my being. It's it's a really potent, beautiful year. Mm. So do you feel like this is the year that we're going to be setting up the foundation for many years to come? Like what else do you see coming this year with the tiger? Oh, let's see. Let's see if anything wants to come in. Let me set my book down and do a little dip in here. Actually, I'm going to do a slight little rattle in one second. (laughs) 
Let's see if Tiger has a message for us for this year. Hmm. Okay. Something's coming in. Stand by. Hmm. Huh. Really intriguing. Man, every time Tiger comes in, it's always such a freaking delight and surprise. So at first, when it came in instantaneously, because I just invited in and I said, if you want to come in, I'm here. And it did present. And at first, it opened its mouth as wide and big as it could, like it was going to let out this massive roar. And I was like, huh? And what is this about? So I, when the animals come in, I can sometimes smell them, feel them, but I most dominantly can hear what they want to say and I see them. So after it presents and shows me something, then I go to the next step of asking, what did you mean by showing me that? And at first I was like, is it trying to tell us that we're supposed to like speak more and be more vocal? Because to me, I'm like, I don't know, that's that doesn't really resonate, but it shifted and it's taking us into the power of trusting in the medicine of song, sacred song and sound more this year, which again, I wouldn't have guessed that. So I think that there can be a lot of supportive energies. Like if you think about how you just want to be of greatest, highest, greatest earthly good for yourself, for all. The medicine and the transmissions and the power of sacred song and sound is, is the main message that Tiger wants to get across. So like, trust me, as a medicine person, I, I don't have a great voice. Like I'm not a technical singer, but I'm instructed to sing. And in a lot of ceremonies and journeys and blessings, I have my drum and I have my rattle and I and I sing. So I'm just saying that as a reminder for anyone joining us that sacred song is not about you being a great singer. It's about what you embody. It's about the work that you've put in that you're embodiment of and the medicine and the transmission that comes out through you being willing to be brave enough to use your voice. So if you don't already have a drum or a rattle, not that you have to have those to sing, but some powerful things can open up when you do get some of those tools, when you just sit and rattle or sit and hit the drum, oftentimes songs will just start to channel in and know that even if you're doing that in your home, that medicine is helping the entire planet. I, I know that to be true. It's so funny you said that because this week I had my first ever vocal lesson, singing oh, lesson, wow. which I am not a good singer at all, but it was interesting because I could witness all my own blocks around like, I don't have a good voice. I shouldn't be doing this. Certain people have this gift, not me, but it's just the way that all of us for thousands of years as tribes, we gathered together and we sang and there is something so joyful in the harmonizing together. So that's so interesting that the tiger is asking us to come together and sing when I literally landed up in a vocal lesson this week. <laughs> You're on track. Hold the line. Stay the course. Yeah. Keep singing. That's, I love that. And it really beautifies our words as well. Like these beautiful anthems, like when you think about in the sixties or even some Kendrick Lamar songs, it has such potent message to it, but it turning into musical form allows it to be received and also shared to mm -hmm. a degree that just a speech could not. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And you with, you know, your movement and, and dance medicine, I mean, nothing like a, a good song or a medicine song to just organically get you up and get you in your body and get transmutation happening within your own physical vessel too. So yeah, the power, the power of song and sacred, sacred song is truly infinite. So I'm excited. I'm actually really intrigued that that core message came in and I'm going to remember that. And I'm actually going to tune into that further to see if there's something further that I can and should be doing within my own personal practice or perhaps facilitating with other people to do my part to honor and heed that message that came in. Because that, I will just say, as a reminder, when we're doing this work, that's the most important step, right? Because these animals can present and they can share things with us and they can tell us things, but are we going to actually do something with the message? That's the game changer is actually heeding the instruction. So if that's speaking to you, tune in, let your voice be heard, get yourself a drum and open up some healing medicine for the world. Mm. And there's such power of singing to nature, singing to the trees, singing to the flowers, singing to the ocean. So when I was at this trip at the Bahamas, I just kept singing to the ocean, just singing all the time. And actually a group of us gathered in circle and we were just toning, like, oh, just creating different um, vibrational harmony. And we were in the water with the nurse sharks then. And a nurse shark came right in the middle of our circle as we are holding hands, toning, because it felt the vibration that we were creating. And it felt safe enough that it was like, oh, what's this? I've never Mm. had a sound bath for me before. And it was just such a beautiful reminder that, and another starfish came in at a different point. So Mm. when we sing, it's nature responding to us. Hmm. Yeah. I love that those creatures came in to honor you ladies for doing that work. I mean, such powerful affirmation and, and again, showing that co-creation between us and, you know, these animals are our allies. They're, they're our kin, they're our friends. And I love that they came in to, to do like a deep bow to you all. It's like an honoring. What I'm getting is an honoring and acknowledgement of you all doing the work and you all being willing to attune to nature in such a respectful way. It's like the shark coming in with a deep bow. Mm, thank you for that. And another animal I want to address is the owl. So the mm, owl my is- Lord, it's so everywhere right now. It's yes. owl central. So what is the owl? I think of Hogwarts, you know, I'm waiting for my owl to show up and tell me I got to make it to station nine and three quarters. (laughs) Right. I mean, why, why did owl, when you were tuning in to animals, you wanted to ask about why, why do you think it came in? Why was it front and center for your mind? To me, the owl is ancient spiritual wisdom. Yeah. You know, it's like that grandmother energy and I feel right now, so many of us are almost waiting for that call. We're waiting for that initiation. And that's what I feel like that owl represents. Yeah. Owl is a very, very, very potent ally, very potent power animal. And a vision that if uh, those of you joining us in this conversation, if you just want to close your eyes and kind of tune into this and picture in the night sky, a beautiful owl perched on a tree branch, and then envision how the owl can turn its neck and turn its head. And it 
can appear as if the owl has the ability to turn its neck all the way around in a full 360 degrees. And when I think about some of the most potent medicinal attributes of this creature, it's that, it's that full, it's being willing to be in that full 360 degree view of ourselves and of psychic awareness and psychic abilities. Because owl is a big, speaking of initiation, if you know you've been afraid of or holding back or like as a child, you are aware of your psychic abilities, but then you shut them down for whatever reason, which is understandable. I had that happen to me too. But the owl is a major initiator of letting your psychic gifts and spiritual abilities come back on board and back online. Mm, I love that. I remember seeing an owl once when I was living in in Santa Monica, which was like so random and Mm -hmm. seeing just such a wise creature. It just changes you, you know, just, it feels like an honor. Yes, it it is a very honoring being. And I was just this past weekend at a baby blessing and the owl was the main, I don't know if the person who's having the child has publicly announced what they're naming their, their daughter. So I don't want to do that on her behalf because I'm not sure she said it publicly, but the name is very closely connected to, to the owl. And so for this blessing, I brought my owl rattle and I brought animal power card deck. And before we opened the ceremony blessing for her blessing way for the baby, I cleared my animal power card deck with the owl rattle and shuffled the deck, 75 card deck, knocked on it and called upon the main totem. And of course it was the owl card who revealed. So it's just in that example and so many others, owl is coming in strong right now. Mm, so beautiful. And one more I just want to tap into is the pig because I recently went to pig Island in Uh the Bahamas, which is this Island that all of these pigs, essentially a farmer a while ago had these pigs in and put them there. And now there's a full barn and there's like tons of these pigs. And it was my first time really spending time with pigs and seeing their different sizes and colors and their playfulness and their intelligence. Like they could Mm -hmm. sit just like dogs and, and learn things. So what medicine does the pig carry? Yeah, this is a good one. I love that you brought in an unexpected one. And again, in the book, it's one of my favorite pieces of art. I love the color combination. It kind of reminds me of like some Jamaican color vibes. And then this pink pig dropped right in the middle. It's so cool. So the one that stands out to me the most when I'm tuning in is the medicine of self-worth for some reason. Let me see if I can tune in to the pig and see why that, that came forward. Or if there's another message, actually, stand by, because I feel like something else coming in. Hmm. Hmm. Ah, interesting. Um, These animal messages are really cool to be witness to today. So the pig came in to ask us to not be in judgment of what initially presents. It took me to like a pig pen and it had its big pig snoot, like snooting and snorting around, like directly into the manure. But then it showed me like this whole other, like beauty and miracle that was on the other side or mixed in with the manure. So I'm feeling like the theme of this message is 
for us right now, if challenging situations are presenting that feel uncomfortable or, you know, we're all human. Maybe there's some things happening in your life right now that are just, that you don't like and that feel more stinky and more, they're not pleasing. They're not pleasing situations. The pig medicine, number one, you can call pig in in these situations to help guide you to seeing the silver lining or seeing the beauty because, you know, those of us that have been on the spiritual path or especially the shamanic path and are devoted to doing that work, we very well know that those orbs of situations, even though the initial blast might be uncomfortable or you might be in a state of dislike around it, the more expansive part of ourselves and the deeper soul knowing part of ourselves knows that there's beauty in that and there's miracle in that and there's medicine in that. So if you're encountering something like this right now, you could call the pig in either doing the guided shamanic journey on my website or just in your regular meditation or before you go to bed at night. That's another great way to work with power animals is before you go to sleep, invite a particular animal in to give you medicine or messages during your dream time. And you can ask the pig to help you if you're supposed to have eyes to see at that time, guide you to the miracle and the beauty that's held within the uncomfortable situation that you're sitting in. Mm, Thank you for that. Yeah. I feel like when I saw the pigs, it was such a great reminder of that non-judgment. You know, we think of pigs as, as dirty or, you know, and even many religions, they're considered very dirty. And to see yeah. these pigs like living their best lives on the beach yeah. and rocking their beach bodies with no care. It was just, <laughs> it was such a beautiful reminder. So thank you for that. And I love that idea of right before we sleep to set that intention for whichever animal to reveal to ourselves and work with them in that dream time realm. So the final animal that I want to wrap up with is the peacock, of course, Ah. because I got to share my story with the peacock. So what energy medicine does the peacock have for us? I mean, it's similar, but different to the leopard. I mean, because if you think about one of the most majestic ways that the peacock has about it. Of course, we're going to think of the tail feathers and how it starts to shimmy its tail feathers around. And then all of a sudden it fans them out with unabashed glory and expression. And it's just, it's not afraid to shine and it's full authentic glory. And I'm not surprised that it's been a main power animal guide for your life and your journey, especially when it presented the story you share in the book of how you were in India and at that big turning point in your life where your soul and the spiritual realms were really like trying to get you on board to to do the thing that you're here to do. And the peacock comes in to be like, express in your fullness, in your boldness, in your brightest expression, like not holding back, especially out of fear of what others may think or see. And I know that that's been a medicine for you in your own journey is just shining your light. And if people have things to say about it, just keep on brightly, colorfully shining, you know? 
Mm, I'll read my story, which is in your book, which every animal, by the way, guys, has a story. So you can actually see how the story shows up. So I wrote, I have always felt drawn to peacocks. Their regal colors remind me of my Persian and Indian ancestors, their elegance and grace, their fierceness and power. Though they are beautiful, you also don't mess with a peacock. I love that duality. Several years ago, after living in Delhi for two years, I could feel it was time for me to leave. I needed change. The trajectory of my life was not in alignment with my truth, and I needed to take the quest to understand the depth of my soul. Around this time, I became extremely ill and couldn't leave my bed for days. In a hazy fog, I looked outside and there was a great blue peacock staring at me through the window, a highly unusual sight in the middle of the bustling city of Delhi. It looked at me with its penetrative eyes and I knew it was communicating with me that it was time for me to spread my wings, find the power within me and take off on the journey of my dharma, my soul's purpose. The peacock came to remind me to claim my majesty and rock the vibrant rainbow within. The peacock has taught me to unapologetically let my colors show in their unique radiance. It has also reminded me that you can live your fullest expression and have boundaries. Mm-hmm. So thank you for allowing me to share that story and have it be part of this beautiful collection of stories and and medicine and, and all of it. So thank you for allowing me the opportunity to be a part of it. And it really takes me back to that moment. I still have the image so clearly and I follow some peacock Instagrams and <laughs> it's so interesting to see the sacred geometry. It's like, you can't look at a peacock and say that there isn't sacredness to life. When you see these feathers and the ways that they are painted, like the visions you see in psychedelics mm. with these like neon effervescent colors in this creature. So it's just such, and to see peacock feathers are such a huge part of so many different spiritual traditions as well. So it's just such a great reminder. And it's interesting because actually in Florida, there are a lot of peacocks. So mm, nice. need to go visit my fam. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, no, it's a beautiful story. And it's like, a perfect testament to how when you can let yourself be present when these animals present, I mean, that marked a, a massive turning point and, and the peacock helped you because it was right after that that I think you went to Bali and like mm-hmm. all sorts of incredibly monumental changes started to happen in your life that got you into alignment with being a teacher and an author and truly discovering your own dharma. So again, it's like everyone, I know everyone's on their own path and you all have your own inner navigational systems, but if there is anything just bubbling up or sparking up inside of you, if you feel any soul resonance at all into leaning into working with these power animal guides, I really invite you to just speak a statement. It can really be that simple because the power animals also really do love an invitation in. You know, we we live in a world with infinite types of spiritual guides and there are some like Kali that are much more like in your face and and loud and and forceful in a, in a loving way. But the power animals for the most part, they love an invitation. So when we wrap this interview, you can just close your eyes, connect with your heart, and just say something along the lines of, in in your own words, use your own intuition, but it can be something as simple as sacred power animal friends. 
I would love to open the door, open the sacred gateway and getting to know you more and co-creating with you more and working with you more. I invite you in fully into my life existence. If there is a certain power animal who wishes to present at this time, I am now open and willing to receive and just speak that statement of invitation and then watch. I guarantee you will start to be presented by a lot of animals. So powerful. Thank you for really diving us into, this is like a power animal masterclass we got to experience here. We got to dive into so many water beings, air beings, earth beings, big, small, all of it. So where Mm -hmm. can listeners now dive in even deeper with your new book and upcoming Oracle card deck? Yeah. You know, you can get both animal power book and card deck anywhere. Books are sold, independent bookstores, Target, Amazon, the whole shebang. But I do recommend going to my website, which is alisoncharles.com backslash animal power. And I do spell my name A-L-Y-S-O-N. Because if you go there, um, there's links to all these options where you can get it. And that's how you can get that free video guided shamanic journey that I made specifically for you to do this connection work so that you can then go to the reference book and be like, oh, now I understand on a deeper level why Lizard showed up in in that journey. Mm. Oh, thank you again so much for sharing with us. Yes. And for those, I forgot about the cedar. So if you have prayers, once this interview wraps, just take a moment to get clear on the prayer that you have for humanity, for yourself, for your loved ones, whatever that prayer is, and know that I'll go to my altar now and I will put the prayer and the fire and send it up to great spirit. So know that your prayers will be sent, sent up. (laughs) Thank you for that. Mm, So many animals. I hope this reminded you of the beautiful messages that animals have for us, including the animals around us every day, our cats, our dogs, our fish, our hamsters. All of these animals are such divine beings. So connecting to the animal realm carries such potent medicine for us to explore and offer every single day. And if you're curious, I recommend just going outside and asking for an animal symbol. Maybe you see a squirrel go by and, you know, the way that it's taking its chestnuts, it it signifies something to you. Or maybe you see a hawk go by or even a beautiful caterpillar making its way across the sidewalk. And each of these also carries such profound wisdom. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. I'm so excited to share that doors are opening back up for Dharma Coaching Institute. If you are interested in becoming a certified spiritual life coach or soul purpose coach this March. So if you are ready to make spirituality your career and actually spread the wisdom of higher consciousness with other people, then come join me in Dharma Coaching Institute in just six months. You can be a certified spiritual life coach. And I'm so excited to support you on your mission. So you can head over to Dharma Coaching Institute to learn more about it right now. Doors are opening up very, very soon once this episode is out. And if you're listening to this later, you can always join the waitlist there. Again, that's Dharma, D-H-A-R-M-A, coachinginstitute.com. And I'm so excited to see you inside. I hope you enjoyed this episode. You are connecting with your power animal and I'll see you in the next one. Namaste. Namaste.